Welcome to the One God Report podcast. This podcast is a continuation of our study of the prologue to John's Gospel. If you haven't yet listened to the previous podcast, it's podcast number six, What About John 1-1, part one. I recommend listening to that podcast first before this one. Now, this podcast edition is called The Gospel of John and the New Creation. Jesus is the beginning of God's new creation. What about John 1-1? Right, ever since I came to understand from the scriptures that God, Yehovah, Yudhevavhe, is one, and that Jesus is God's human Messiah, Christ, whom God raised from the dead, people would say to me, well, what about John 1-1? For my friends who believe in the deity of Christ, John 1-1 is biblical evidence that Jesus is God. But I think they're missing a main point of what John 1-1 and the entire Gospel of John are declaring. That main point is that through the life and ministry of the human person, Jesus, the Messiah, God is beginning his promised new creation. Jesus is the beginning of God's new creation. As the words and deeds of Jesus recorded by John are evidence, the ultimate evidence that Jesus is the beginning of God's new creation is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, as recorded in John chapter 20. As John records in another place, the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 14, he says Jesus is, quote, the beginning of God's creation, unquote. Paul as well calls Jesus the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead ones, Colossians 1.18. So the beginning in John 1.1 1, 1 is a new beginning. Here's John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So our main question today will be, what beginning? Does in the beginning, in John 1.1, 1, 1, mean the Genesis creation, or maybe a time before the Genesis creation? Trinitarians bring a number of assumptions to the text when reading John's Gospel. For instance, there's no Trinity described in John 1.1, 1, 1, or anywhere else in John's Gospel. Let's be honest about that. There's no Trinity there. So in John 1.1, 1, 1, there's no Trinity. Another assumption that Trinitarians make is that in the beginning of John 1.1 1, 1, is a direct reference to the creation of the universe. But understanding the beginning as a reference to the Genesis creation is an assumption that isn't suitable with the rest of the verse or the rest of the Gospel of John or with the rest of John's other writings or with the rest of the New Testament, or with the rest of the Bible entire. Look, something is very strange if we interpret the beginning in John 1.1 as the Genesis creation. Is this Jewish author telling us in one sentence or a few sentences that Yudhe Yahweh of the Scriptures, really isn't one, but he's two? Is John the Jew in the first few verses of his gospel, telling us that neither Moses nor any of the prophets, nor Matthew or Mark or Luke, knew that there was a second or maybe a third person involved in the creating of the universe? 
Why does the Old Testament say that only a singular God person, Yudhevafe, created the universe? There's many references to that effect. If the beginning in John 1.1 means the Genesis creation, here's another question. Why does the author strangely and suddenly introduce the person and ministry of John the Baptist only five verses later, that is in John 1.6? So, I believe we're seeing in the Gospel of John a new beginning. A new beginning. It is at least possible and fits the context of the Gospel of John much better to understand the beginning of John 1.1 as the beginning of the ministry and life of Jesus, who is the beginning of God's new creation, the firstborn from the dead. Compare Revelation 1.5, 3.14, and Colossians 1.18. John in his opening words, boldly echoes creation language using words like beginning, word, light, life came to be, not because he's describing the original creation of the universe, but because he's describing how the same God of Genesis is beginning his promised new creation. Compare, for instance, Isaiah 65, 17, and the book of Revelation, chapter 21. Verse 1 and 5, Behold, I create all things new. The biblical new creation is not a demolition of the current heavens and earth, followed by a total new recreation of matter, but it's a renewal or restoration of the current heavens and earth to the righteousness and goodness that God intends. This restoration and renewal understanding of the beginning in John 1.1 agrees with how John used the phrase the beginning in other places in his gospel, in his epistles, and in the book of Revelation. This restoration and renewal, new creation, understanding of the beginning, also agrees with the theological framework of the other biblical authors. So let's look closer at the beginning in the gospel of John. The Greek word for beginning is arche. It can refer to the beginning of anything. In the rest of the Gospel of John, the beginning, that phrase, never means eternity past or the time of the creation of the universe. In the Gospel of John, the beginning refers to the life and ministry of Jesus. Here are some examples. John 6, 65, quote, for Jesus knew from the beginning who those were who did not believe and who it was who would betray him. That's a reference to Jesus' public ministry. Also, John 8, 25, people asked Jesus. They said to him, Who are you? Jesus said to them, Just what I have been telling you from the beginning. That's John 8, 25. Jesus using the phrase, The beginning, to mean his public ministry. Another occurrence, John 16, 4, Jesus says, I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you. And John 15, 27, And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. So the use of the phrase, the beginning, by the same author in the same book 
to mean the beginning of Jesus' life and ministry is a good reason to understand the phrase, the beginning, in the first verse of his gospel as a reference likewise to the beginning of the life and ministry of Jesus. Put another way, to interpret the beginning in John 1.1 as a reference to the Genesis creation contradicts how John uses the phrase in all other places of his gospel. With all the immediate contextual evidence in the Gospel of John, it is unreasonable and exegetically a failure to interpret the beginning of John 1.1 as describing directly the Genesis creation. Rather, the beginning in John 1.1, while shamelessly and intentionally echoing Genesis, is the beginning of the new creation of God through the life and ministry of Jesus the Messiah. Now let's look at the phrase, the beginning, in the epistles of John, literature that is as well attributed to the same author. In 1 John, the first epistle of John, in 1 John 1, 1, quote, that which was from the beginning, unquote, was that which people heard, saw, and touched in the first century AD. He calls it the word, even, the same word that the Gospel of John has, the Logos. First John, the epistle of First John says, the word of life. So in First John 1, 1, the same words which occur in the Gospel of John, the beginning and word or Logos, refer to the life and ministry of Jesus the Messiah on earth, not to the beginning of the creation of the universe. The epistle of First John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, can be considered a commentary or explanation of the Gospel of John 1.1. The beginning that John describes in his epistle is the same beginning he described in his Gospel. It is the beginning which John and others in the first century had experienced, that which they had heard, that which they had seen, and that which they had touched, the human Jesus resurrected from the dead. In the first epistle of John, chapter 2, the phrase, the beginning, occurs five times. In none of these occurrences does the beginning refer to the Genesis creation. We note 1 John 2, 7 as an example. Quote, Beloved, I'm writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. So, once again, the phrase, the beginning, does not refer to the creation. Likewise, in 1 John 3, the beginning does not mean the Genesis creation. Quote, For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. It seems that there are only two exceptions in John's Gospel and his epistles. Once in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 44, and once in 1 John 3.8, both which refer to the devil, where the phrase, the beginning, refers to something else other than Jesus' ministry. But the devil was not with God in eternity past. The devil's sinning and murdering relate to his own beginning. The second epistle of John likewise uses the phrase, the beginning. And neither does the beginning mean the Genesis creation in 2 John 
chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. I'll read that. And now I beg you, lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we follow his commandments. This is the commandment you have heard from the beginning, that you follow love. To summarize so far, John's other references to the beginning in his gospel and his epistles shed light on what he meant by the beginning in John 1.1. Nowhere else in John's gospel or his epistles does the beginning refer to the Genesis creation. Rather, the beginning refers to the life and ministry of Jesus the Messiah, whose resurrection from the dead is a new creation, a new beginning, the beginning of the long-hoped-for restoration of the age to come. How about the book of Revelation, another work that is attributed to the author of John? The book of Revelation agrees with John's gospel and epistles in presenting Jesus not as someone literally present with God at the Genesis creation, but as the beginning of God's new creation. Jesus in the book of Revelation is not God, but he has a God. Look at Revelation 1.1 or 1.4-6 or chapter 3 verse 2 or chapter 3 verse 12, all which state that Jesus has a God. As in the Gospel of John, Jesus is presented in the book of Revelation as a human being who was dead, but was raised from the dead and exalted by God. In Revelation chapter 1, certain characteristics of Jesus are described, and then in chapters 2 and 3, those characteristics are referred to again as Jesus addressed the seven churches. For instance, in Revelation 1.5, Jesus Christ is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead. Then, Jesus addressed the church in Laodicea as, quote, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation, Revelation 3.14. So being the firstborn of the dead is parallel to the beginning of God's creation. John, in Revelation, presents the resurrection of Jesus from the dead as the beginning of God's work of creation renewal. In Revelation 1, 17-18, Jesus calls himself the first and the last, the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Then, in Revelation 2, 8, Jesus addressed the church in Smyrna as, quote, the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. Unquote. So Jesus being first in the book of Revelation is always in the context of his death and resurrection. Jesus was dead, but he is the first to be resurrected to immortal life. In the book of Revelation, John's presentation of Jesus Christ being the firstborn from the dead and the beginning of God's creation, agrees with interpreting the phrase the beginning in the Gospel of John 1.1 as the beginning of God's new creation in the life of Jesus. Then, the other Gospels beginning. The three other Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all begin with a beginning that relates to the life and ministry 
of Jesus Christ on earth. Look at Matthew. Matthew begins his gospel, the book of the origin or genealogy of Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, Matthew 1.1. The Greek word for origin or genealogy is genesis, which means a beginning. While Matthew starts his book by recording Jesus' ancestry through David to Abraham, not to eternity past, Matthew's whole book describes the life and ministry of Jesus that culminates in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead on the first day of the week. That is as well a parallel to the creation. Jesus' resurrection on the first day. There's a new beginning. The Gospel of Mark. The beginning for Mark refers to the beginning of Jesus' life and ministry on earth. Mark starts, this is Mark 1.1, 1, 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Mark is very similar to John's gospel in another way, in that he immediately, from the second verse of his gospel, began describing the ministry of John the Baptist in association with the beginning of the ministry of Jesus. John's gospel, likewise, describes the ministry of John the Baptist beginning with the sixth verse in the so-called prologue. Right? Some people call the first 18 verses of John 1 the prologue of the Gospel of John. Well, John the Baptist is in John chapter 1, verses 6 through 8 and verse 15. And then again, from chapter 1, verses 19 to verse 35, the appearance of John the Baptist early in John's Gospel and the parallel to the Baptist's early appearance in Mark's gospel is evidence that the beginning that John refers to is the same beginning of Mark, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, John the Baptist is so quickly and prominently introduced at the beginning of John's gospel because John has a key role in that beginning it goes without saying that John the Baptist was not involved in the Genesis creation of chapter 1 of Genesis. Now, since the prologue of John, John 1, 1 through 18, introduces the ministry of Jesus the Messiah, and because the witness of John the Baptist plays an important role introducing the Messiah Jesus, the Baptist is quickly and prominently introduced in the prologue. As I mentioned, John chapter 1, verse 6 to 8 and 15. John the Baptist really has no business being in the prologue if John 1, 1 is about the Genesis creation. On the other hand, it is fitting that John the Baptist is in John 1, verse 6 and 7 and 15, if John 1, 1 is referring to the beginning, the new beginning, the life and ministry of Jesus the Messiah. Now Luke. In another very close parallel to John, Luke uses the same words, the beginning, and the word word, or logos in Greek, at the beginning of his gospel to describe events in the life of Jesus, quoting Luke chapter 1, verses 1 to 2. Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us. You see how Luke 
is saying that the beginning involves things that have been accomplished among us. And from the beginning, we had eyewitnesses. He's talking about the ministry of Jesus Christ on earth. So, all three of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, begin their gospels with a reference to a beginning that relates to the life and ministry of Jesus, including the ministry of John the Baptist, or as Luke says, things that have been accomplished among us, not to the Genesis creation. These references in Matthew and Mark and Luke to a Genesis and a beginning are evidence that the Gospel of John also is describing the beginning associated with the life and ministry of Jesus. Now, a few comments about in the beginning in a literary context or in John 1.1's literary context. As mentioned above, the word beginning can refer to the beginning of anything. If I say, let me tell you what happened in the beginning, would you think that I want to tell you about the creation of the universe? Maybe. But what if you knew that I was about to tell you about my relationship with my wife? You would know that the beginning in the context of our discussion didn't mean the Genesis creation. Likewise, the Gospel of John is about to tell us about the life ministry, and resurrection of Jesus. The context of in the beginning is the life of Jesus as John is about to describe, not the creation of the earth and stars. Some people want to differentiate between the phrase the beginning and in the beginning, but we can see as well that the phrase in the beginning needs context. A couple of examples from the New Testament. When Peter reported to fellow Jews about his experience with the Gentile Cornelius, he said, this is recorded in Acts chapter 11, verse 15, As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us in the beginning. Context shows that Peter's in the beginning, the exact same phrase as John 1, 1, it's N-R-K, in the beginning, does not refer to Genesis 1-1, but to the Pentecost, as described in Acts 2. Also, Paul wrote to the Philippians in chapter 4, verse 15, the book of Philippians. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. That's Philippians 4:15. So Paul used the exact same phrase that John 1.1 uses. Paul wasn't saying that he and the Macedonian believers were present at creation, nor even at the beginning of Jesus' ministry in this case, nor even at Pentecost, as in the case with Peter. Context tells us that this beginning is the beginning of the gospel message in Macedonia and Greece. So as in these passages, in the beginning, indeed, all of the prologue, of John 1, 1 through 18, must be understood in its context. And that literary context is an introduction to the life and ministry of Jesus the Messiah. As some 16th century reformers recognized, I'm going to quote a passage here from the Rakovian Catechism, Reformation Times, commenting on John 1, 1, quote, In the cited passage where the Word is said to have been in the beginning, there is no reference to an antecedent eternity, but the word beginning 
is to be understood of the subject matter under consideration. As then the matter of which John is treating is the gospel, or the things transacted under the gospel, nothing else ought to be understood here beside the beginning of the gospel. Unquote. So in summary, so far, first point, in the beginning of John 1.1 is a new beginning. While intentionally echoing some of the language of the Genesis creation, in the beginning of John 1.1 directly refers to the life and ministry of Jesus the Messiah. Second point, in the rest of the Gospel of John, the beginning never means eternity past or a time of the creation of the universe. In the Gospel of John, the beginning refers to the life and ministry of Jesus. Third point, we noted how also in the epistles of John, the beginning never refers to eternity past or the time of the creation of the universe, but rather to events that occurred in the first century when people saw, touched, and heard Jesus. Fourth, we also saw that in the book of Revelation, John's presentation of Jesus Christ as the firstborn from the dead, the beginning of God's creation agrees with interpreting the beginning in the Gospel of John 1.1 as the beginning of God's new creation in the life of Jesus. We also saw how the other three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, associate words like the beginning and the word with the life and ministry of Jesus. This is evidence that the beginning in the Gospel of John is likewise to be associated with the life and ministry of Jesus. And the sixth point, we noted other places in the New Testament where the phrase, in the beginning, does not refer to the Genesis creation. Literary context is necessary to determine what beginning is meant. And finally, we noted that the literary context of John's prologue, John chapter 1, verse 1 through 18, is an introduction to and a summary of his entire gospel which describes the life and ministry of Jesus the Messiah. The Gospel of John is not a record of the Genesis creation of seas and dry land and plants and animals, moon and stars. Rather, the context of in the beginning in the Gospel of John is the life of Jesus. If in the beginning of John 1.1 is about the new creation which God is working in and through Jesus, as all the evidences we've just looked at indicate, John's beginning is not about the Genesis creation, then there's no reason to postulate that the word, Jesus, was present when God created rocks and trees and animals as described in Genesis 1. And what a beginning Jesus is. He's the beginning of God's new creation. In a future podcast, We'll plan to examine further the concept of the new creation in the Gospel of John. And we'll hope to see how the new creation theme in the Gospel of John fits the historical context of the first century AD. That is, first century readers, especially Jews, but also Gentiles instructed in the hope of Israel, would have readily identified John's Gospel as a description of how God, through Jesus, is beginning creation renewal. And we'll also hope to see that the new creation theme is prevalent in other New Testament writings. For now, please subscribe 
to and share the One God Report podcast on social media. Please give us an honest rating and write a review on your podcast platform. Blessings in Jesus the Messiah, the firstborn out of the dead ones.